1: I think we're live on rock fan i clicked the go live button but still hasn't said live yet <laughs>
2: What's so, so, there's a there's a button there's that you a
1: click big red button that you click what? that says go live Man. and it will say live after you click it it's very can be very complicated i'm gonna go over to rock fan the page real we'll quick. It,
2: it does but, in fact look like it's live so i think you okay, i think you're so
1: good to go so i did it correctly
2: thankfully yes You impressed me. If
1: you guys are watching and we are live, just confirm. I think Cam, I'll double confirm since he just confirmed it. But a gag order has been issued on the Idaho 4 murders case. Maybe it has some free speech implications. We'll talk about it. The House Speaker vote continues (laughs) on and on. We have no House Speaker. And also, the company that Ron DeSantis keeps. This is the Propaganda Reports Drive Time News Blast. I'm Brad Binkley. Joining me as host of the Mad Ones podcast, Cam Harless his very beautiful room and background, which uh, I need to go ahead and put my background and beautiful room as well that I forgot to put up there. I'll have to do that in a minute, and we'll see if people notice the difference in our in our backgrounds. <laughs> and I want to start with the Idaho 4 case again. I want to do a quick update on what we talked about in the DMBXR yesterday. The we, we talked about the genetic genealogy stuff, how they use that to identify the suspect, basically that involves scouring those private genealog- genealogical company databases like 23andMe, which actually I don't think is the one that they used here. In fact, I know that they didn't. I'm going to play you a clip in a minute where they say the ones that they used here. But they scour these databases for matches to identify familial relationships uh, or a likely suspect, and they kind of backtrack through the family tree to identify the unnamed uh, DNA. But with those techniques comes privacy concerns obviously and i want you to hear this clip that mentions one of these privacy concerns very briefly this is from a former cia and fbi agent very attractive one oh, at that oh they got
2: someone from twitter
1: yeah i think a, for, a former twitter and facebook employee <laughs> as well i'm sure absolutely speaking about how this genetic genealogy stuff can be used let me share this with you on screen this is not the attractive one that I was speaking of. That's on screen right now. That would, the he's handsome. The, he's a handsome guy. The one that is a little more attractive than him is about to pop up on screen. You will see what's now. happening
2: behind this. We got to get a arrest warrants. We got to verify. We got to hope sure. he stops and grabs a coke somewhere and throws a straw in the garbage can so we can grab some DNA. And once that comparison's made and and validated, then boy, it's time to move forward for his
0: his napkin at the truck stop. Um, Tracy, that's why I want you <laughs> need to jump in, because they're not just trying to figure out who Brian is and whether Brian's DNA matches the DNA found at the crime scene. They're also trying to find out cousin Dave, cousin Ethel. Well, they don't think it's Ethel um, and all the other potential family members that they have to exclude. So are they also sending out strike teams to follow all these other family members to collect their straw and their napkin to eliminate them as the actual match? So that's a great question. Yes and no. I think, you know, first and foremost, they probably were able to narrow it down to him rather quickly in that, just to your point, they were able to exclude some of the folks that just weren't people who were capable of committing a crime like this. I am certain that the FBI resident agent, that is closest to his hometown in Pennsylvania was probably notified and probably did do some surveillance on his family home prior to Koberger getting to his family home. I'm almost certain that that took place. Additionally, I think they also watched Koberger as well and his activities. And I think from that, from surveilling his activities, they were able to really focus in on the fact that he was a suspect, especially when, you know, the lookout came out for the white Hyundai and he happened to have one.
1: Okay. And that was obviously the FBI, CIA, former probably Twitter employee, that I was referring to there. But it seems to me the revealing part of that clip is that yes, there could be strike teams of federal agents following innocent people around because they have not identified the specific family member that that un- that, that the one that is not in the private gene- genealogical system is because they have the known names of the other family members. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. So I I did some reading up on this, and this does happen. Police can surveil your family or can surveil the unidentified family members before a DNA identification is made. And these matches from the database, it leads in in any investigation. Police may then use that to surveil the homes of any law-abiding relatives while they're trying to narrow down who the actual specific one is. And they may also track those family members. They might question their neighbors, just everything they would do. When they're following somebody who is possibly guilty of a crime until they do pinpoint that down, which that is where those free speech, not not free speech, but privacy, DNA privacy, because these DNA indicators, from my understanding, they tell like a lot more about us, especially in these private companies than like the FBI database does. And once people start becoming subject to those investigations, because those companies hand that data over, then other things can be discovered about people that may or not be even linked to those investigations. For instance, this isn't crime related, but people have learned that they were adopted through stuff like this. They had no idea that they were part of certain family trees until this happened. And that, and some other problems, one of the, uh, a director of civil liberties association named Brenda McPhail, which is, it's M C P H A I L. It's an unfortunate name. Put, some of the risk of using these databases like this, she said, when you're uploading your personal DNA swab to this database to find out your heritage, what you're doing is subjecting both yourself, your relatives, and everything uh, up up to their unborn children and the unborn children of their children to potential police surveillance. Yep. So that can be... a just a pandora's box of what could happen with this stuff moving forward as the technology improves or as they say it improves but with that said not not all of the companies allowed the FBI to use their databases for this i wasn't i didn't know this until earlier today here's a clip from that same news channel where they do reveal which companies did in fact subject their people to having their dna surveilled Probably without their knowledge, it might be in the fine print. I would encourage people to always read the fine print if you're going to do that. But here is what this woman had to say. Let me get that up on the screen real quick. And this, yeah, this is News Nation again. The new home of Chris Cuomo, if anybody wants to keep uh-huh. up with Chris Cuomo. Here she is.
0: Whatever DNA evidence they found, either under the victim's uh, fingernails or at the crime scene, and then they put that into data banks for um, people looking for family trees. The two biggest databanks refused to cooperate with police. Of the Good. two others that do
1: are GenMatch and Family Tree DNA. Mm. They were able to find a map. Gen match. GenMatch and Family Tree DNA. I-
2: I almost did. Oh, Cause we did, I did it year, uh, years ago at this point, back when there was like, when I read, I read through it and I was like, tell me you're not sending this to the police. Tell me this is not something that's going to be like this. Right. And it was ancestry is what I ended up doing, which, you know, I just know that they're Mormons and they want to uh, baptize my dead grandpappy. But you know, beyond that, it's like, I-, I was worried about it. And that's what I've seen time and time again is, you know, 23 and me and ancestry don't sell it, but Really, if they started to in these places like uh, Family Tree DNA or whatever the heck else the other one is, if they are doing this and it's not made abundantly clear, not just like hidden in some stuff, but abundantly clear that they're going to give this stuff to the feds or to local police, there needs to be a class action lawsuit like that. That has to happen because I mean, like I'm, I'm disturbed enough about these policemen using this and then going and stalking people like if we did what they're doing to get strike teams as she put them the journalist strike teams following that's like aggravated stalking like if if i did that i would be in prison well yeah exactly yeah
1: we would get in trouble for doing something like that and be like i just got the dna from this dna database so i'm stalking you but there there was a guy a couple years back who was wrongly accused of murder because of, of this methodology. So it's not a hundred percent as it was pointed out in the comments yesterday on Rockfin that has fa- gotten somebody falsely accused before. And I think she says a couple more interesting things here. Then we will move on. Actually,
0: they but, knew they were looking for a man. So they eliminated most likely all the females, all the women and were able somehow through finding cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents to narrow that down. Obviously, once you start looking at a family tree, even if it's a big one, you're looking at who might have been near the murder area Mm -hmm. Coburger. I mean, you know, it's it, it jumps right out at that point.
1: Okay, so, yeah. Getting to the point of where the entire country, entire world, even moving forward 10, 20 years could be linked to databases like this without ever doing anything, because as it said in that quote there, the unborn children of your unborn children could be subjected to such investigations and you weigh that with the pros and cons of being able to track down and identify like a killer like this and i i you know i, I think there's probably a lot of ways that this can be used that we haven't thought of yet that might yeah. be even scarier
2: i am just i'm just saying man like if i say that there needs if if this stuff happens more and more Anyone, especially that guy who was falsely accused, there need to be lawsuits, big ones, because the moment that Ancestry and 23andMe started using this data and making it essentially like a physical um, something to own, I mean, even though it's not physical at this point, it's just, you know, uh, zeros and ones on screens. It's not like a data data bank of, of spit it's just what they've turned into ones and zeros in a computer it's information so i mean it's it's all very muddy but the fact that they're selling it like they are it's a product now and uh, absolutely. It, it, and you can't like and that's mine you cannot sell it without my explicit consent especially giving it it's away like, for free yeah to police it's
1: like our most revealing product too about us like the dna level understanding of an individual. I was reading some about that and it's just the details they can find about an individual. with certain I should aspects. Show you mine. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Show me your DNA. I'd like to see it right now on screen. <laughs> Actually, no, don't do that. That might, I might take this to a little bit of a different rating that we're not ready to get to yet. <laughs> not that DNA. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there was another update. I think my takeaway there is if your family members have already done that, then you know, that sucks. But, Read the fine print and see and hope that they aren't bullied into it if you're doing it with a company that doesn't do that because of some threat of a national security threat. Because that's how they end up pressuring companies to get them when when they resist.
2: So uh, I I do want to bring this up. Uh, Gray Dorian on Rockfin said, you're trying to tell me that these dime store genome readers can tell crime DNA from a Kiwi? I got a bridge for sale in Oklahoma. I don't disagree this is a scatter shot shotgun thing of course you can make, connect it to people and but it's all of it is like percentages and chances like if you've ever done an ancestry thing it's like it doesn't tell me my brother is my brother it goes it's a good chance y'all are related because right. they can't see it definitively
1: because yeah, that's ain't scientific
2: yeah and so then pulling someone off the street and saying he's a murderer no way no way I'd let that fly and if you see an
1: FBI agent digging through your trash and putting your used sure. napkins and straws into their that. pockets, you might want to call your relatives and see which one of them killed somebody and, and turn them in so that you aren't the one. Yeah, <laughs> Why is Ted that guy Kaczynski stuffing my straws him. out of my trash can in his pocket? That's really – oh, he's a fed. I see.
2: <laughs> do you remember how uh, – just the, the, off like family stuff. You, you, do you remember how Ted Kaczynski got caught? No. As the Unabomber? Well, so Ted Kaczynski was, a, I mean, he, he was a paranoid schizophrenic, but very autistic-seeming. But he had pet peeves, and one of his pet peeves was the phrase, uh, have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> and so, which is, uh, it is a bastardized version of the original phrase, which I think is, you know, have your cake and eat it.
1: I thought I was have your baby something. and
2: eat it too. I mean, you could do that, but that's, that's not really what I'm into. I see. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if I was, I'd have a buffet in this house, <laughs> um, but the, so what happened was when he put out his, his manifesto, his sister-in-law and his brother read it and saw how he said that particular phrase correctly really? and they're the ones who turned him in. That's very so interesting. Like, yeah, and apparently uh they hate his his wife his brother, his brother's wife and Ted Kaczynski hated each other. So like it was you just waiting for the chance to do something to that dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, it probably eats at him if that's the uh thing that you know exposed him like that. But another development in the Idaho 4 is that there is a gag order that has been put in place. And here's the statement from the police in Idaho. I think this is from them. Yes, Moscow police said on January 3rd, 2023, Latah County Magistrate Judge Megan Marshall issued a non dissemination order in regard to the murder case against Brian C. Koberger. The order prohibits any communication by investigators, law enforcement personnel, attorneys and agents of the prosecuting attorney or defense attorney concerning the case. This is court TV right here discussing for about a minute and a half this gag order and they touch on some of the First Amendment free speech elements that this could be uh, encroaching on. Then we'll talk about that after we, after we hear what they got to say court TV, I find to be for the most part pretty good and unbiased, but it's one of the few that are Um, all right, here we go. Share. Nope. Wrong one. Here we go.
2: Is it playing in the bottom? Oh shoot! I didn't put it
1: on screen yet. So I did the thing again where I forgot to put it on screen, and I'm sitting here watching it. While well, you guys are like, why? Why is Brad staring at the screen for 15
2: seconds? I was like, I thought I saw something move.
1: Yeah, yeah. Here it is. Here it is now. I did that the other day for a show I was recording. I did for like 10 minutes. I was playing all these clips, and then I went back and watched it, and I was like, I put none of them on screen. Okay, let's go back and. See.
2: Is that what I'm here for? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, hey. Here it is right here. You know,
2: Vin, I am not a big
1: fan of gag orders. I've had the privilege of arguing and winning the gag order template in criminal cases here in Texas in Ray Ashley Page Benton. And what strikes me is that while this order was issued with all due respect to the magistrate judge, my understanding is that there are First Amendment issues one and due process considerations before a court can go to Defcon one by issuing a gag order at least in Texas, you've got to have notice and a hearing and less drastic alternatives to shutting everybody down. And I've never seen any lawyer in my lifetime ever be punished for contempt for violating a gag order because your typical gag order has more holes than the Iraqi Navy. And I'm telling you, whether it's challenged by the defense or the prosecution or by news agencies, we haven't seen the last of whether or not this gag order can stand on its own two feet. So that tells me that they're Could be some concern, at least among some lawyers, that potentially the gag order in and of itself could be reason for an appeal down the road because it could create some sort of bias one way or another, but the, the gag order basically these have they're controversial because they do encroach on free speech and they limit the media the media's ability to to talk to investigators and to report on what's going on here and there's no doubt in my mind that this decision to do this gag order this soon without showing the the listing out the reasons why and maybe we're going to learn more when they do reveal this warrant hopefully tomorrow but That the social media – not the sleuths, not the people doing good work, but the con artists who are posing as social media sleuths, they caused so so many problems in this investigation that I have no doubt that they were a major reason why this gag order was put in place because they're trying to prevent a trial by media or trial by social media thing. Like with Richard Jewell in the 1996 uh, Olympic bombing – He is actually the guy who ended up saving a bunch of people because he saw a suspicious package. He alerted the Georgia Bureau of Investigation and he helped lead like hundreds of people out of there. And only one person ended up dying of a heart attack a little bit afterwards. A lot of people injured, but he saved a lot of lives. And then an FBI agent leaked to the AJC and others that he was a suspect and the media turned on him. And this is called trial by media. His life was ruined. 20 years later... I was in law school at the time. Our teacher asked us, who did the Olympic Park bombing? Half the class said Richard Jewell, because that's all that stuck in their mind. No one said Eric Rudolph. And that is a type of tainting effect that they don't want to happen here. And the way that these social media sleuths were just accusing everybody, fabricating evidence, and the police were identifying them as a major problem. That is what I'm guessing led to this gag order. And go ahead.
2: I mean, I'm just, I just mean, look, look at the uh, Gabby Petito, Brian laundry thing from what last year. Yeah. Like what a, like, I'm not, I, do we know exactly what happened in that situation? No. And we never will. And you know why? Because they put that, that dude on trial in the media immediately to the point where he saw that there was no way for him to make his case. And he offed himself. Totally. And and
1: the media was guilty of the same thing in this case, too. But in this case, and I talked about this a lot on the show earlier this week, they're f- making the, the bad guy the online sleuth. In the Gabby Petito case, even though some of the same bad actors were fabricating some of the same fake evidence and leading to trial by media, trial by social media, they made the online sleuth the good guys and said that they led yeah. them to, to the body. Even though there was online sleuth helping this case, they want a reason to regulate online internet sleuthing. Yeah. Which they're calling, it's it's open source investigation, they're calling it online sleuthing in my opinion because Bellingcat, which is uh, intelligence front for, for the U.S. and the West, is the leader in worldwide online sleuthing and I think they want to get them all under this regulatory system that is led by this basically CIA front, Bellingcat. That's my theory. Anyway, and I think that having this gag order that can be blamed on the online sleuths and yet the mainstream media is getting gagged in the same way, that's going to give them reason to say, "Hey, why are you treating us the same way these fraudsters are being treated? You need to regulate. You need to determine who can speak about cases online and who cannot." I mean, it's a parallel to the misinformation mis- stuff that they use to try and silence people who question their narrative in the political realm.
2: Yeah, I'm just I'm just think, uh, it's so just so bizarre. Do you remember I want to say it wasn't last year but the year before. There was a Netflix movie called Don't F with Cats. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I, I've heard about it.
2: Um, well, I mean, it's it's a fascinating case study, and I mean, Four Chan does this for much more fun reasons. Like, do, do you remember the Shia LaBeouf stuff? That do you, do you remember that the stuff Four Chan did to him? Oh, they like kept following him or tracking
1: him down when Great. he was on vacation or something like that.
2: Great. No, I mean there were there were it, there were a couple of things. It was a fa- it was fun to watch, but. Um, so the 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 don't F with cats thing was about Luca Magnata, who was a who's a terrible human being, horrible to look at uh, just a, just in every way. He's like the worst. But they found him because I think that they're actually called Web Sleuths. I think that's a, there's a website of like true. Yeah, crime so there's a site called word.
1: Web Sleuths. And, th- and that is what Bell and Cat calls itself. The Web Sleuths that are solving global crimes around the world.
2: Yeah, um, and they they got mad because he killed some cats, and that's what led them to find out that he had murdered a Chinese exchange student and eaten him on camera like his cannibal crap. And so, I mean, like, this is, it's, they were praising the web sleuths two years ago. They praised them with the Brian Laundry, Gabby Petito situation. But yeah. now they're, tr- are they trying to gag those people? Or is no, it that's, just, no, that's eating? exactly
1: what I'm saying. I did a whole show based on that exactly, where they praised them during the January 6th. They, they'd had the online sedition yeah. hunters that they called for, and they praised them celebrated them. They praised them, the Gabby Petito. But this case, despite the fact that there's no difference, there's both people doing good and doing bad. And the ones doing bad are mostly con artists. Like I, I, I showed some of the con artists in the show from, I think on new year's day that I posted. But this time, instead of focusing on the good, they're focusing on the bad. So those first cases are, are like saying, here's the reason why the world needs online sleuths, because the FBI can use them to turn the public against each other and round people up is one of those reasons and do their job for them. And then this case, they're reporting it as, and here's the reason why it needs to be regulated and controlled by the government and that that's what I that's one of the roles I see this case playing and, and we're going to continue to see more cases like this because there's more online influencers in the world which means there's going to be more online influencers that are part of crim- crimes
2: so they have a built-in following that are interested in investigating unregulated web sleuths are Total. domestic terrorists and right should be absolutely treated
1: such. that yes <laughs> that's exactly where like the parallel is to the to MAGA Trump, you know, fascists as they call him. It's just being kind of brought in through another angle of, uh, not the political realm. And we have a comment I wanted to read here. Let me find it real quick. Uh, uh I think Gary said that this guy, this killer is probably going to identify as a woman when he gets into prison. And you know, he, he might, he probably, this, this is probably the type of guy that would do that. And I wonder if they would let him get away with it.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, there's, I mean, it, have you noticed though that these people and what was the other shooting the one in Texas where the the cops just were the worst cops almost of all time outside of federal agents um Yuvaldi Oh
1: right that guy
2: yeah. was confused with a, a transgender person as well so what is what is what's with these very, he was confused as a
1: transgender. Yeah.
2: Like one of the, one of the stories that stories that came out almost immediately from people online being web sleuths was that this was a transgender person who had done the shooting because the right was trying to find a way to demonize this person as not on the right.
1: Oh, the left. Yeah.
2: You know, but what is it with these almost androgynous looking tired boys because they all look like they haven't slept in about 24 hours at least like what's what's with these these people i mean the industrial Re- Re- revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race <laughs> <laughs> of course i love that i love that you got to that big
1: major overarching point of this all the industrial revolution damn it <laughs> to hell <laughs>
2: just quoting a bomber you know
1: it's you're not wrong man it's there's uh, so many benefits of technology but there's also this is they they had they either whether it's natural or whether they send operatives out there to sabotage it for everybody else they get all these reasons to clamp down on it and decide who can use it and for what reasons
2: and uh, well I think I also think they might be embarrassed I mean there there is there is a, a potential human element to this where you saw what happened at Uvalde. You saw – I mean there have been so many instances in the last couple of years because of media exposure of cops just sucking at their jobs yeah. and totally. private individuals besting them and getting to the truth before right. they could.
1: And, and that's 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 why they need to have a few bad actors sabotage it for the rest of them because they they don't want independent investigators just like they don't want people independent journalists in the political realm – uncovering things that go against their narrative that they do not want uncovered. So they need a couple of con artists in there, a couple of people fabricating audio and really getting sued for defamation like is going on right now in, in regards to this case. So that they can say all of these sleuths are bad like these couple of them are, which most of them are not. Most of them uncover lots of great stuff, just like a lot of independent journalists do a lot of great work. So it's the same parallel. There's a comment here from Sonia says that the media is the worst in these circumstances. Yeah, they they absolutely are. But they toe the line. And and that's what they want. They want the people that toe the line that they can control and they want to eliminate the others. And I think that this is part of a broader narrative
2: connecting with that. I just find it incredible. That people have any trust for the media at all anymore? Like, I mean, I, I don't, e- I don't even get it anymore. Right. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 because I mean, how many times? Like, especially, do you remember um, Syria I, two, 20, 2000, what fourteen? Maybe I can't remember the year, but Obama Human had weapons. done his, yeah, he done his red line that if if uh, Assad did. Uh, chemical weapons that he was going to do. He was going to do some war with Assad. And you saw the media pushing the, you know, the white helmet story, the sarin gas story and, and priming all of us for war. And the, the people were like, no. And they had to back down. So, I mean, how are people not going? These are the same idiots. These are the same people it's it's crazy so
1: you re- i got this book that Bellingcat wrote and, and it's called we are Cat the global crime online sluice and the bold future of news and they call themselves the online sluice solving the world's global problems and they have created an education system that they're implementing you know, through the new york times and major publications are funded by george soros his open society foundation uh, and a bunch of others so they act like they're on the ground you know uh, investigators like we all are and they're not they're just well they're pretending to be that way just like chris cuomo goes in his basement and pretends to be doing his podcast just like we do it in our basements but he's got a million dollar uh, studio multi and a bunch of people back there doing it for him and they 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 try to get that authenticity of the independent investigators and deliver it through the mainstream like this. But, but these, this book is just nothing but stories of like proven false flags with them justifying it and saying how it's right and anybody who uncovers it is wrong. I mean it's crazy. It's like everything that's been proven to have been a hoax, they're like no, this wasn't a hoax and they're still just doubling down on it as the global investigator through web sleuthing.
2: Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean one of the things I know we've talked about this before, but you watched um Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? Yes. Do you do you remember that point I want to say they spoke about Tuskegee? It may have been something else, but I know I remember it being you know, African-American centric. But when they start you know, uh, peppering in these real things, these real conspiracies that happened. It's this low level. Like, oh hey, you know, I know the government used to be bad, but we don't do this sort of thing anymore. Look, it we don't right. do a Tuskegee anymore. Yeah, that's how they but lied
1: hit- to black people during the pandemic, trying to convince them we're not going to do that again. Get the jab, right? And it came out just
2: in the pandemic, don't you? The timing of that couldn't have been more perfect.
1: No, they did a whole operation from the ad, uh, what's the ad council, which was used to be called the the war, like. Uh, marketing bureau or something like that during world war ii they just changed to the ad council and they were the ones propagating all those messages and they were extraordinary the lies that they spread through those i played a a few of them on on the show but there's nothing worse than than if you read and learn about i've done a couple shows where I, i deep dove on uh the tuskegee thing and the guatemala syphilis experiment it is, You you're talking about racism and horrible people and the things that they're willing to do and lie about and cover up for literally 40 years. And they employed uh, black female nurse, They employed black local doctors to deliver their messages through so that they could prevent people who they knew had syphilis from actually ever getting treated. Because as one doctor put it, who was part of the study, said, we want to see what uh, a light having syphilis for an entire life we want to see their their ravaged corpse and the impact that syphilis has had on it and that was their goal and and they did all these things to intercept them to prevent them from getting healthy it was so horrible in the guatemala syphilis experiment they literally injected like children with a bunch of diseases
2: (sighs) but don't you know things are better now yeah but trust them we won't do that again we 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 learned and we're sorry take the jab Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Cory Bush are in the House of Representatives. Clearly everything's better now. Everything is better now. Which that's thank you
1: for that's a good transition point you led me to. I you set me up perfectly. I'm good like that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so that I, I did not know that there was gonna be this big vote in the house today until it was the only thing that was on TV for the, the past 36 hours. But that's what happened. Apparently there there's been six votes for the new speaker today and two days it's happened over the course of two days and we still do not have a new speaker of the house uh the speaker election it has not gone to a second ballot let alone a seventh like it's going to be going to tomorrow in 99 years the last time it went to just a second vote was in december of 1923 when it took nine ballots over three days to elect a speaker. The longest speakership election ever was in 1856 when it took two months and 133 ballots to elect national or, or Nathan, Nathaniel Banks. Excuse me, National Banks would not be the proper way to pronounce that. It's Nathaniel <laughs> Banks. And the longest speakership election. Yeah, sorry. So I got that part. So like I said, I didn't know this was going on. Did you know the speaker vote was going on this week?
2: I, I didn't know until i saw a tweet by cory bush today which was maybe the most strangely racist thing i've ever read what did he say okay so well cory bush is a black woman democrat in the house of representatives right and cory uh, bush so, is a woman and a democrat yeah she well i think so. i Sounds don't know like a white male. I haven't I haven't seen the genitals. So sounds like a guy on my um, baseball
1: team or something, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs>
2: well, it's it's it, it's well, it's not even Corey with a K. I, that would have been like so clear, but it's Corey with a C. C O R I. It's a very white boy name. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's a guy named Byron Donalds who is currently in the house. I don't know a darn thing about him. He was born in 1978, so you know he's a uh, either he's tail end Gen X. And, you know, he's he's an African-American dude. And all I see is this tweet come up on my page. Cori Bush saying, for what it's worth, at Byron Donald's is not a historic candidate for speaker, which I believe this would be the is would this be the first black speaker of the house if he had won? Well,
1: nobody's won yet, but the, the Democrats. Uh, yes. If the oh, I think let me Google. I'm, I'm not certain. I'm going to give you some more of the details on, on just how all this works in a minute, but yeah, well, I think you could
2: be re- 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 right. Because it's so, um, he okay. So the for the two black people were nominated for House Speaker for the first time ever, Hakeem Jeffries and uh, what's his name, Byron Donalds. Two black men, first time ever anyone black has ever been nominated for Speaker of the House, and Cory Bush has to pipe up saying, for what it's worth, Byron Donalds is not a historic candidate for Speaker. He is a prop. Despite being black, he supports a policy agenda intent on upholding and perpetuating white supremacy. His name isn't his name being in the mix is not progress; it's pathetic.
1: And <laughs> since the name is Corey Bush, it sounds like it's coming from a white guy who works at your <laughs> bank, and it sounds extremely racist. I would have no idea that that was a a, a black woman who said that. Yeah, this whole thing is just. I, <sighs> It's like they're trying to make us really care about it, you know? I had no idea this was going on. Every time I turned on the news, I, all I saw was just a woman just doing tallies. I, I thought they were playing it on repeat, and I'm going, why Why are they— it's, it's a good thing nothing else in the world was going on these past 36 hours. Otherwise, they would have had to interrupt this nonstop coverage of, of vote tallying. in It turns out they voted six different times, and they kept posting that McCarthy was going to lose, and and the Republicans are in chaos, and so I decided, I was like, how does this thing work? Because I had no idea how it works, and apparently the current House practice dictates that the Speaker must be elected by a majority of those voting for a specific Speaker candidate by surname, so you can't just vote for a first name, have to vote for the surname. There's So Oprah would
2: be so screwed.
1: Yeah, Oprah could never. Never win here. she have a last name,
2: Oprah? No chance. Right.
1: (laughs) You can't come from another country to be president. And, well, I guess president, you can have just one name, maybe. I don't know if that's the same rule.
2: I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. That would be weird.
1: So, you have to get 218 to win if everybody votes, because there's 435 members. But if people, like, vote present, you know, like that idiot in third grade class did, trying to be funny, then that takes down the, the number. So if like four people vote just present, then you only have to get 216. But it doesn't matter. They're just manipulating the number, trying to continue to keep this going so they can make it a new story. And if no candidate wins, then apparently the lawmakers can't do anything for a little while. It's almost like shutting down the government. And apparently if everything remains on hold, then the payrolls can't be processed for the staff of the uh, co- of the House of Committee members until so if they don't adapt something by january 13th they can't pay their people so i assume that it will go it will not go any longer than that or they'll start getting rid of their interns that bring them coffee and stuff like that. But the whole battle is just like this guy, Kevin McCarthy. He's just like a moderate. He's just going to fall in line. And then there's a handful of Republicans that they probably would call MAGA Republicans, I think most of them, who are, are opposing him. And they're thinking about doing a couple things to overcome this. Secret ballots so that people can vote without being seen which is stupid and gay, and then the other one is to do a plurality, which would force the Republicans to vote on their side. Otherwise, it could hand it to the Democrat, which is the black guy, uh, Akeem Jeffries, and he would end up being the House Speaker, and it would give that power over to them. So that's what I know about that. This is some major politicking done by some major douchebags. I do know that, and they want us to think about it. That's that's my
2: yeah. They want takeaway. us to think about it, but here's what I want to think about, Brad. Um, oh God! So, and I was thinking about this earlier. Tell me. Oh let me know gosh. what you think. So, a a pirate walks into a bar, and the pirate has a steering wheel stuffed into the front of his pants, and it's just it's just sitting there in his pants. And the bartender looks at the at the pirate, confused and perplexed, and says why do you have a steering wheel coming out of your pants? And the pirate replied, Arr, it drives me nuts.
1: (laughs) Very, very clever. Very clever. Is that one, is that one, a cam special or is that one that you've,
2: it's one of my favorites, but really, uh, you know, actually, uh, Gray said, uh, tell, tell me a joke and I'll tip you a fiver. And so I was just trying to, Put some money in your pocket, my boy. Oh, well,
1: I appreciate that. We, with that kind of initiative, we could get into some real bad open mic jokes here for a long time. <laughs> I could tell you that. What do you call two dead window washers? Slippers. You Perfect. see? Perfect and terrible Perfect. at the same time. All right, moving Ron. on to Ron DeSantis and Jeb Bush. Yes, Ron Death Santos. All right, so Ron DeSantis, there he was. He was trending on Twitter. Ron Death Santos or Death Santas, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> he was sworn into office in Florida yesterday, your home state. And he was trending on Twitter because of who attended his inauguration. They had a cordoned off area with all the powerful people sitting behind him in Florida. And what you could see on the image that was trending on Twitter is you could see a goofy, smiling Jeb Bush. You don't really want Jeb Bush associating with you for anything, I don't think, and... He was getting bashed by this on Twitter for being controlled by the establishment, being controlled by the Bushes, which I don't know if he is or not. I know he's got a lot of connections, but I think there's an opportunity here for DeSantis to really win over some of those MAGA Republicans who might be really loyal to Trump. In this whole Jeb Bush thing, he needs to come out. He's not going to do this, but I'm serious. He would win people over and he would show that he's got some, he can get down in the mud and fight if he did this. He needs to come out and he needs to make a statement about Jeb Bush sitting behind him and goofily grinning during his inauguration. He needs to say, look, this is what happens when the establishment is afraid of you. They send their dirtiest rats out to come mingle in your orbit and to try and rub their stench off on you. Well, I've got some news for the establishment. Jeb Bush can go crawl back into his rat hole and keep his stink to himself. Him and his buddies in Washington are the problem. And how do you solve a rat problem? You send in the cat daddy DeSantis. Okay, and this pussy is going to take down everybody in Washington starting with Jeb Bush. Maybe he leaves off those last two sentences. But the first part of that, he needs to make a statement against Jeb Bush. Would that not win over MAGA Republicans?
2: It might, but but here's here. I, okay, I'm not. Nobody from, likes Jeb Bush. I'm not from Florida, but I, I I live in Florida and I lived in Alabama most of my life. Have people forgotten that Jeb Bush isn't just George H W Bush's son and George W Bush's brother, but was the governor of Florida for like a long time? Of uh, course, of, of he's course, at the inauguration of, course, of a freaking. Of course, Republican. they've forgotten that. <laughs> like, this is this is not something to notice. Yeah, it's like oh, th- that. That's like going to the um, like look at twenty, like twenty. Let's say two thousand eight. Do you think that George W. Bush was sitting in the the audience when, uh, what's his name, uh, Obama took office? This is this is this is silly. It's that's an opportunity.
1: He needs to come out and act like that. He's disgusted that Jeb Bush was even. That he almost wants to quit being governor simply because Jeb Bush once had the title, and it makes him feel (laughs) dirty having the same title as that son of a bitch. And and there would be there would be people be like
2: Desantis twenty twenty four, and they just lose their minds. It's just like such a. I know. I mean, like I, it's hilarious that this is a thing. But I'm just looking at this picture, going, "Well, of course he was there. He was the governor of Florida for a long time, and he's a Republican too. Right? Why why wouldn't he be there? I'm I'm gonna." uh, I'm going to read before we go to the
1: XR. Uh, I'm going to read Gary. Uh, or Gray. I'm going to read Gray's joke that he, he posted. <laughs> he said, why did Washington State University grads keep their diplomas on their dashboards so they can park in handicapped spaces? Yeah, that, I, I appreciate. I can appreciate that joke because I used to do a joke when I was doing stand-up all the time about how everybody, the whole parking lot at IT te- ITT Tech was nothing but handicap <laughs> spots. All of them. It's a very, it's like a a really long elaborated bit. It's the one that I did where there was a guy that I did improv with who he was handicapped and he came in and we staged something on April 1st and, and we staged this thing where I was going to do this bit that I do where I just, I mock, uh, um, IT tech and those dumb IT tech commercials. I graduated from IT tech. Like people slapping Dude, themselves got, in the face. You
2: know, they got like sued out of existence, right? right?
1: I couldn't do that joke now because people young, like this generation, they don't even know what that is. They haven't heard of it. Yeah. And and, uh, so this guy, he came out and he pretended to get really offended on uh, April 1st. And and, um, we staged a fight. And he, he like he gimped up on stage with his walker and stuff. And he acted like he was going to start beating me with it. And, and we, we did this whole big elaborate fight. And he had come and yelled at me once because we practiced it. And so all these comedians didn't know that this was stage. They thought it was just uh, a fight that was happening again. But like I knew this guy, I performed improv with him. And so this other comic dives up on stage in between us and tries to break up a fight that was never going to happen. And we were like, April Fools. And it was, you know, what you could do back when comedy wasn't killed, people were experimental and you could actually um, make fun of yourself and each other without the risk of getting canceled. But we live in a new world now.
2: Yeah, where you can't even slap Chris Rock without losing your academy status or having
1: your wife sleep with probably like a bunch of people. What world do we live in? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know much about Will Smith and what's-her-name. I just know that that is a strange, strange relationship, and I almost feel bad for Will Smith.
2: Oh, no, I 100% feel bad. That is the most cuckolded man in public that I know of.
1: Right. So, (laughs) Gray thinks I have eight feet on Maybe I do. Maybe I do have a long wingspan. Maybe it's just the camera. Actually, I've never really checked my wingspan, but... I feel like I should be better at dunking if I had a really extended wingspan. Okay, we'll go ahead and dunking. take this into the XR and continue this conversation where we're going to we're going to do in there. I'm going to go through this article, Cam, about a Tesla somebody falling asleep and then autopilot leading them in a police chase. And then we're going to look at some new polling about how people are feeling about 2023 and we're going to see what you think about how the public is anticipating the upcoming year so we'll do that if you want to get access to that go to patreon.com slash propaganda report or you can subscribe on rockfin or on the locals .locals propreport.locals.com. we will continue the conversation in the xr thank you guys for listening have a fantastic rest of your day